Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of the High Risk Move podcast. We are moving up to number 154 in the world. <laughs> we are, we are. My name is Savoy. And I am Taryn. Uh, we usually have a third partner in crime, Rayan, but uh, he couldn't make it to this uh, taping this week, so we're going to hold it down on his behalf. So yeah. shout out to shout out to Ray. Well, uh, he'll be back for the next one. Yeah, he had some important stuff to to take care of. Um, but the show must go on. Well, I mean, normally, I would consider moving the podcast, but the reason we had to do it today was there is a lot that has happened in the last week like <laughs> a lot a lot an insane amount of yeah, stuff yeah it's happened, it's, so. it's a lot so if we waited any longer it'd be a three-hour show i know <laughs> and i'm trying to get it down to like an hour 15 an hour 20 because it's a, a lot a lot Huh? I said, hasn't been successful yet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think we were close to two hours last week. Uh, maybe when AEW cuts cut cut the shit. <laughs> when oh, yeah. AEW cuts the shit, Tony, cut the shit. Uh, maybe we'll we'll get down to that time. But until then, um, we're oh, gonna man. go through SmackDown, Clash at the Castle, uh, NXT Worlds Collide, AEW All Out. Um, and then some of the, the WWE press conference, the AEW scrum, and some miscellaneous stuff. Um, it's a lot. <laughs> it yeah. really is a lot. So It is a ton uh, of stuff. Wow. It, and, I, and I think this is a good episode to listen to because it's hard to keep up. Yeah. So it. hopefully this helps you uh, narrow down probably three, six, nine. 15 like 18 hours of wrestling maybe 20 <laughs> over a the whole, last week right a whole into day's worth of wrestling hopefully less than two hours so yeah we're trying to be your your go-to for you know all all news and and happenings condense it for you so that you can feel like you saw it without actually having to spend the 20 plus hours to do so exactly you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) hire us (laughs) (laughs) right um i won't tell the secrets um all right well i guess we're gonna get right into it we'll start with smackdown last friday which was the friday before uh clash at the castle and worlds collide yes Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Karrion right. Cross had his debut match. Finally. 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 Entrance. <laughs> yes, I've been so waiting. Always been for waiting weeks for that entrance. For that damn entrance, because last week they started it, and then he was up in the crowd. Oh, Drew! I was like, no, give me. <laughs> he was so mad. What I need. <laughs> he was so mad. Yeah. So, but yeah, I finally got it this week. So. Or this past week, so. And I was like, who is he going to wrestle? And it was Drew Gulak. Poor Drew. Poor Drew Gulak. I know. Um, (laughs) He won with the cross jacket. Yes. Are they still calling it that? Yes, cross jacket. Okay, yeah. So he he won with the cross jacket, and the match wasn't very long. I mean, trying to show his dominance and things like that, because he's got a jetpack to the top, baby. Yeah, he uh, beat the brakes off of Drew, and he then did. they tied him up into in the rope, so it looked like he was uh, 
on the cross. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a uh, that was different. Yeah, I was like, damn, okay, right? like it's like left him like a sacrifice maybe or I something. I guess I don't know. But it it, was it all works itself out grain by grain. Yeah, <laughs> flip flop. Um, then we had a Viking rules match with the Viking Raiders and the New Day. Yeah. That match was really good, actually. It was. Not it that was. I expected it not to be good, but. But sometimes you just don't know. Sometimes styles, you know, say styles make fights. Sometimes they don't. And it's like, ah, oh, this would have been better had it been somebody else. And But, I mean, like you said, it was a New Day and it was Viking Raiders. So, it was destined to be good. The, um, this SmackDown because I didn't know you had told me that it was recorded previously. So Yes. But it had like a, a ship and it had like shields all over the bottom of the ring and there was all kinds of nonsense going on. Yeah. Kofi ended up through two tables. Oh, yeah, towards the end. Good. Yeah, so the Viking Raiders won. Viking Raiders won, yes. Yeah, so there was that. Uh Woods and Kofi came out as Thor and Loki. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes, they did. That <laughs> was cool. And uh, Kofi had a had a Mjolnir hidden underneath the ring. Oh yeah. And like the handle was a unicorn horn. Yeah, that was fun. That was pretty cool. And then he like I was like, oh my god, broke it over uh, Eric's it head. It literally it shattered. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, is this like three D printed? But I don't know. <laughs> it still looked like that was not pleasurable that was definitely painful <laughs> <laughs> um oh your favorite oh yeah 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 y'all know my favorite hit row oh hit row if you didn't know now you know yes yeah if you didn't know from these <laughs> last three episodes i am not a fan <laughs> i don't hate them i just am like it's like the 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 pete dunn shoulder shrug yeah so you can take them or leave them. I really, I mean, unless they're going to try to do musical performances in the ring. Because if that happens, I'm going to leave them. <laughs> I'm sick of those. I think every once in a while they're going to do that. I think, I don't know why. Save it for a a, a large <laughs> event, please. Oh, yeah. It would be better for a pay-per-view event for them to do that. But maybe they figure we got to get people used to the idea of them perhaps doing these performances so when it is a big thing we're expecting them to come out and do a rap or it could be a a counter for uh the acclaimed i knew you were gonna say that <laughs> and yo listen so maybe they're like we got that too so here maybe i mean we've kind of always had it but true true but yeah uh, so Hero beat, uh, Maximum Male Models. Thank you. Marseille and Mansoir. Yeah. Um, seeing them in the ring uh, for the first time in a, like a long time. Yeah. They played their part. I, I'm just really hoping, I, I want this gimmick to go away because I want LA Knight back. Yes. Unfortunately. This Max Dupree. Is like I mean he can make anything work, but I I, I need I need L A I back. I want to hate this guy, and then I want to <laughs> like this guy because he's so good at making what needs to happen happen. Mm -hmm. That yeah, I, I need him back. I wonder if they can find a way to have him because the initial report 
when Vince was still there, it was like, oh, this isn't working. And they were going to get rid of Max Dupree, and that's why they brought in Maxine. And so we were like, well, maybe he's going to get rebranded. But then when the regime changed, he showed back up. So I wonder. But it seems like there's a lot of tension and friction between him and and his sister. So maybe. Because of Los Lotharios. Yeah. So maybe. Maybe it's still going to happen. They're just dragging it out. Right. Trying to give us an actual reason as to why they split up they can still keep maximum male models but just have yeah maxine dupree fka sophia cromwell lead yes. it and then have him go away for a while and then he comes back as yeah so i think triple h does a really good job at not letting talent sit right do you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like whereas most likely Aaliyah and Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. and all them would probably just be, you know, sitting in the back and catering and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Right. He does a really good job of making sure that that's not happening. And I think that I just think that helps with the morale all the way around, because whether it's, you know, a two minute match or a 10 minute match, I'm sure that changes your whole mindset like. I'm not sitting and catering day after day. Like I'm actually at least on TV, whether it's mm-hmm. to spit a few lines because I had an interview backstage or whether I'm in a five minute mat, you know, like I right. just, I think it's, it makes a world of a difference. Yeah. Because you can't, like you said, you don't go to the arena thinking I'm just going to be back here chilling, watching it. Now it's like, well, at least I get to be on the show. Like, so even if it is for two minutes, a minute, I got a backstage promo. Like at least I'm, continuously doing something that keeps me engaged so that when my I'm waiting for my chance and then when my time comes I'm like okay boom it's not just random and they had just haven't seen me in three months you know um so yeah uh Shinsuke beat Happy Corbin in a match yes Uh, Corbin had the like an open challenge Oh, yeah, and we were wondering who was going to come out, and mm-hmm. it was Shinsuke. Yep. Um, and Shinsuke won. And I asked the question if this was the beginning of the end of Happy Cor- Corbin because he walked out like he was just so defeated and so, like, over <laughs> it and whatever, and I was like, good, bring uh, bring Baron Corbin Baron back. Corbin back, yeah, let's get the lone wolf back. But Get the, yeah. Um, give me the pants with the ovaries. <laughs> uh, yeah. If, if you don't know what I mean by that, you need to go back to like the first couple uh, uh podcast. Yeah, episodes. look at when go back to when Baron Corbin had uh had the long hair, and he was the lone the wolf. Pants. He had the the wrestling tights pants, and there was a graphic on the front, and it looked like uh like a uterus and ovaries on his pants it looked like the female reproductive organ print on his pants yeah (laughs) it drove me nuts but i would rather him go back to that than anyways stick with this nonsense um so i did ask the question is that then the beginning of the end of happy corbin and then you and then we both saw what happened which is uh jbl showed up they didn't show jbl but his limo showed up with the horns say, on yeah, it. Yeah, it's pretty. And he rolls down the window, and he's like, what are you doing? You know, and the, you know his voice when you hear it. He's like, yeah. come on, get in. 
and so they write off. So I was ho- I would hope I would like to hope it's the end, but it seems like it might be a double down on. Do you think it's a double down on on Happy Corbin, or do you think it's a rebrand? I or like a like a shakeup. Yeah. Because I feel like it's more of like a shake, you know, shaking it up because that's basically what's needed at this point. I I definitely hope it's a shakeup. And I think it was probably a really good idea. Yeah, they got they got to do something because this uh, persona isn't. I mean, Corbin is going to be relevant because he's Corbin and he's good at his job. Mm-hmm. But it's like. Yeah, he's probably he's the best heel. Yeah, it he needs ever. he needs well, something not ever, up. but I know what you meant, you know, but yeah, he he needs something new. Well, yeah, so we'll see what happens uh, with this JBL thing. You you knew it was JBL. Um, you could hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know, but we'll see what, what happens. Uh, Butch and Ludwig Kaiser had a match. Yeah. Uh, that was interesting because Butch was... Butch, lo- Butch looks a lot like Pete Dunne. Yeah. <laughs> um, had his hair down, uh-huh. had the same ring gear on. Yep. It just said Brawling Brutes on the side. And I was like, oh, oh man. No. We were like, damn. Man, I know. I was hoping it would say just anything else. I don't know. Or have a symbol or something. Anything. Yeah. But it said Brawling Brutes on it. Brutes. And I was like, well, maybe they could give him the nickname. But I don't. I feel like calling him Butch Pete Dunn isn't a good. Uh, <laughs> doesn't sound yeah. good. Yeah. So. Uh, so I <laughs> maybe they'll find maybe when he if he separates from the brawling brutes they'll give him Pete Dunn back, but until that happens I think we're stuck with with Butch. We're not I don't put, understand why we need the brawling brutes. Like unless you're gonna take Butch and Ridgy the Fridgy. Ridgy the Fridgy. And put them <laughs> as like a tag, right? And go for like the tag titles, or at least fight in the tag division as a, a tag team. Mm-hmm. I don't this 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 three these three men are just running around the brawling brutes, just <laughs> not having legit matches. When you know what I did realize? What's that? Ridge Holland has a lot less matches, like a lot. Less matches. Yeah, ever since he uh, damn near killed Big E, we've seen a lot less and less of him. And I'm not complaining about that because I'm not a big fan of Ridge Holland. I don't hate him, but I just think that he he's one of the people that needed more time in NXT to really develop because he went from NXT UK and he was dominant there. We only had maybe like five or six matches. And then they moved him to NXT during the pandemic, and it was like, damn it, Vince. You're right. And you know what I just realized? And I think they were hearing us when he was still on TV, because I just realized, by you saying that, that we haven't seen Omos since Triple H has been back. Yeah. But he desperately needed to go back to the performance center. Yeah. 
him and him and MVP have not been seen since. Uh, but he can be so good. He just needs work. Right. He needs work. Yeah. That's so all. I just realized that actually as we were sitting here. I don't yeah. know where. And we haven't seen Omos or MVP. We haven't seen Dabakato. We saw uh, we saw Veer one time. Yeah, we saw Veer once. We haven't seen. Oh, we saw Ali and Cedric Alexander one time. Yeah, they were on main event and they worked their way up to the roster. They had a good match with Miz and Champa. And, that and was then the we end. haven't. Seen, they've been. I think they were back on main event. Yeah, they've been back on main event. Oh, okay. Well, see, everybody's doing something. Um, so Butch beat Ludwig Kaiser. Yes. The match was, eh, it was it was good. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, it wasn't it's, nothing to write home about, but no, it wasn't so like bad or anything. Yeah, it's so funny to see Butch run around the ring because that's the opposite of Pete Dunne. Right. And usually Pete Dunne is chill. Like, yeah. just, he doesn't say anything. Yeah. But he was doing all the Pete Dunne stuff. Exactly. Grabbing the fingers and pretending to break them, stomping on the arm like Shayna does. Uh, he even used uh, the bitter end. They called it the bitter end when he did his finisher. So, I mean, yeah. it's still in there. Yeah. Let it out. <laughs> uh, Rhonda and Adam Pierce had a promo. Well, Rhonda came out mm -hmm. because she got a letter from uh, the higher-ups in the company saying that her um, suspension was to be released immediately mm -hmm. and whatever whatever and <laughs> then adam pierce came out and damn near lost his damn mind i know right he basically did. called her stubborn and a pain in the ass uh -huh. and all kinds of stuff and called her called her a, a bitch you're the biggest bitch i've ever had to right. work with and she looked at him like boy you don't lost your natural mind and i was, was like, like oh my god he's like oh Oh, <laughs> what? Did, and then he's like, "I'm sorry, I'm just <laughs> tired." Like, I guess Adam Pierce is just tired of getting shit on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Rhonda uh, tried to take his arm with him. <laughs> Who wants an arm? Who wants a souvenir? But everybody was saying that it was a really good promo. So, I mean, it's probably you know compared to it is official. It's a lot <laughs> different. True. Um. So she took his arm. And is no longer suspended at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll see what happens. Well, I can imagine that he's, or she, excuse me, is not going to be suspended. And Adam Pierce is going to be like, why wouldn't you suspend her after she attacked a WWE official? And they're going to be like, oh, because you provoked it by calling her a bitch. And so. Oh, I figured that. That's yeah. not even going to be a thing. Yeah. So she's good to go. Adam Pierce got. Said it was chest. Got it off. <laughs> uh, Rhonda did say that uh, she likes the storylines where it doesn't necessarily have to involve the championship, which I think is a cool thing for her to say because she could just be like, hey, I'm one of the biggest names in the world, and if you want me on here, I should be gunning for the title. Right. So for her to say, I don't, I like the storylines where the title doesn't necessarily have to be involved. I think that's cool on her part. Yeah. Because they want to make her a special attraction like Brock was. That's what they want to do with her. Well, it makes, it's, it's lush pressure too because, and you can tell. 
Yeah. Because this last promo that she did was probably one of the best ones that felt so natural mm-hmm. that I've seen her do- seen her do. Yeah. So I was like, damn, that shit felt real. And then I was like, that probably is, you know, real. Because if that was me, all I would have to do is be like, I was suspended. Well, guess what? I'm not suspended. And, you know, and mm-hmm. like, that's basically what she did. And it didn't matter whether she was being heel or face or any of that stuff. She just was doing, you know, what the storyline said to do. Right. So I, I think she's right. And I think she knows her strong suit in that, and in, in that aspect. And I, I think that's cool. That is really cool. I do also think that not, trying so much to be a baby face but just maybe a face or anti-hero whatever is so much easier for her because she has those elements already that's her personality so now you see when she's not trying to smile all the time and get the fans to cheer her now she can just be herself and now they're starting to cheer for her right and so she's like, this shit is easy now. This, this is what I've exactly. been doing my whole life. Exactly. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah, so that was cool to see. And then the last thing was there was supposed to be a Roman Reigns celebration, and Drew interrupted and kicked everybody's ass. <laughs> yeah, he basically whooped on the bloodline. Yes. He was left standing tall holding both belts which was like and that's why you're probably not going to win uh-huh one, which we all know <laughs> is, is, is a curse don't yes. do, don't do that y- yes you don't touch the belt before your title match that's a that's a sign that it's not gonna go well for you yeah um so that was that that was smackdown <laughs> oh we have to talk about uh yeah pat mcafee you want to go for it so, unfortunately, Pat McAfee is probably going to be off commentary for at least the next four months while he's doing uh, – he signed a deal with ESPN to be a commentator and analyst for College Game Day. So, he's going to be doing that. He's also got his own, like, broadcast of certain games he's going to have on the other, like, ESPN2, like, in you know, concurrent with the other uh, – simulcast on uh on espn mm-hmm. so you'll get the two different analyst aspects i guess because this is going to be more funny and and right. then you have the serious one that you know the main one so yeah so yeah so at least the next four months no pat mcafee he said he's still part of wwe he's not going anywhere triple a said he's not going anywhere but they didn't want to stifle his career so they let him do what he wants to do that's nice we're probably not gonna nice because right? we're going to be stuck with freaking Corey. Hire me. Yeah, that's the thing. People are not a big fan of having Corey Graves do both shows now. There's been. It's not that I don't like Corey. I just. I need. I like SmackDown <sighs> because it's a different perspective. It, it's sometimes it's my perspective and sometimes it gives that. I, yeah, I just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I mean, Corey is cool and he has his moments, but sometimes it's like you lean too far into like the heel commentator. So it's like, it's well, he's been doing that for so long. I think it's just, I think it's natural at this point, even though they told him that that's not what he has to do. Mm-hmm. So I think that might take a while. Yeah, but I don't want to uh, have wanna him w- try and figure it out for the next four I months. Don't, <laughs> I don't either. I don't either, honestly, but. 
here we are. I guess we'll see. A lot of people have been saying that they want, because uh, we, I mean, we haven't seen Level Up in a minute, so I don't know if, I'm sure he's still on there, but Nigel McInnes, mm-hmm. that's who people I've seen online want to I take I think you should McAfee's have like a place. guest commentator every once in a while. If you yeah. can, that's not like a wrestler, like have Triple H come out there or have mm-hmm. Adam Pierce come out there or have me come out there. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, like that's, where, just, that's like, where we get into. Uh-huh. So, no. <laughs> but yeah. So I don't know. I just think that'd be cool. But, you know. Here we yeah. Are. Maybe we could not get Corey every Friday for four months. Or just swap Corey and Saxon out for every other week or something. Like yeah. That. that means, you know, Saxon. Give Samantha a me. shot. I don't care. Yeah, like <laughs> put put Kayla on right? on commentary. Uh, but yeah, yeah. As long as it's not Corey Graves for for four months, as long as it's not Sam Roberts, I'm cool. Right? Yeah, either either one of those. But I'm betting on it's gonna be Corey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So our first large wrestling event of the weekend was Clash at the Castle. Mm-hmm. From live from Cardiff, Wales. Uh, which looks like an absolutely gorgeous place, might I say. Um, they did have a match on the kickoff show, which was crazy because they haven't had a kickoff show match in months. All right. <laughs> I can't it, even tell you the last one, the last kickoff show match. I don't even, I can't remember. even tell you. It was uh, Madcap Moss and the Street Profits versus Theory and the Alpha Academy. It was a good match. Uh, better than average, but nothing to be like, oh my God, guess what happened? Yeah. I mean, the only, thing was that was, show. the only thing that was any kind of like, oh wow, was Madcap picking up uh, Otis. Yes, that's so, not you know, showing a a feat of strength. Yes, um, Mad Cat Moss and the Street Profits won. Mm-hmm. It's a good match, and then the actual show got kicked off with the six woman tag match. It was Damage Control against uh, Bianca Belair, Oscar, and Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, it wasn't bad. It was just very underwhelming. And I can't figure out why. Like, it was good, but it wasn't like... It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Yes, that's very true. Because I thought that match was going to be really good. Especially with all the talent that's in that ring you were like i was like man okay they're starting off with this match and that means this is gonna be a banger Mm -hmm. uh it wasn't i think my issue is that i feel this is just my personal view obviously i feel like dakota kai needs to work on her chemistry with other wrestlers her wrestling is good but when it comes to like directly working with somebody else that's i guess another group that's not just one person mm-hmm. i f- i can see i guess i can see the wheels i feel like they're overturning oh trying to figure out how to make 
yeah it as great as you can and mm-hmm. you're overthinking it yeah i can see that and the the thing that disappoints me about that is that she's you know she's good so i think it's just gonna take a little practice i also think in my opinion uh i think bailey needs more matches oh definitely because even when she fought um Aaliyah in Toronto a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You can see, I don't know if it was necessarily, maybe it was just ring rust, but it didn't seem like it had that flow to it. And obviously you're fighting somebody that you've never been in the ring with before, so that always, you know, makes a difference or has a a part to do with it. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like her maybe not being in the ring as much, and now she's starting to, get back into it it's gonna take her some time to get that flow back that we're used to seeing with bailey i thought about this the other day and it may not seem like a significant thing but i don't think that she should be wrestling in those pants and shit that she wears she needs to put on wrestling gear because i just feel like i don't know i just something I, I get the look, mm-hmm. but something is just not something's not adding up with her, and it right. could be a combination of everything. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, "Oh, well, you know, your wrestling gear doesn't really matter." Like, actually, it could be a mental thing. It's like, it's like putting, you know, it's like for women, it's like doing your hair and putting on makeup. Sometimes it changes your whole freaking mood, you right. know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, she's been wearing wrestling gear for so long. And wrestling boots and not necessarily the boots and the pants and whatever she was wearing. So, I don't know. I just think she should go back to, like, wrestling gear if she's going to be in the ring. But a lot of people would say that that doesn't matter. But then there's a lot of people who think that they have to have the perfect boots. (laughs) I mean, if you have ankle injuries, I understand. But, yeah. But, yeah. We'll talk about that. (laughs) Um soon enough damage control wins bailey pinned bianca yeah but it it took all three of them to yeah to put bianca down we got dakota's kick in the corner well actually it started with bailey's rose plant and then the kick in the corner no it was the kick in the corner bailey's rose plant and eos uh over the moonsault and, and then, then bailey pinned bailey pinned her because yes. she was le- the legal one mm-hmm. yeah so uh yeah, so Bailey pinned Bianca, but it basically took three people. Right. So that's that. Um, and then we had Seamus and Gunther. Banger. It was so good. I mean, we knew it was gonna be good because We've been talking about it since no. it was announced. We knew it was gonna be Who good. It came out. Oh, so yeah, to start the match, uh Kaiser comes out. Well, Sheamus and the Brawling Brutes came out first. Right. And then Kaiser, you know, normally comes out, announces, you know, the Rain General. But before he did that, he made sure everybody knew that Giovanni Vinci had rejoined and now they could, and now they formed Imperium again. That was fire. I was not expecting that. So I was like, oh, snap. Giovanni Vinci. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that was cool. Imperium 
was there. One of the things that Triple H corrected. <laughs> right. It's like, why would you guys bring Marcel Bartel, a.k.a. Ludwig Kaiser, and Gunther to the main roster and then not and then try and put Fabian Eichner, a.k.a. Giovanni Vinci, to be a singles competitor? Um, no, bring them all up. Shit. Unless he wanted that. I, I don't understand why they did that, but I guess it is one of those. Yeah. Um, that match was brutal. It was. You know, talking about chops and all that stuff, like, that was nuts. Yeah. Um. It's about 20 minutes of... <laughs> of it was so shit. long. Yeah. I was like, what the heck? Um, Gunther wins. Yes, he did. And everybody gave... Basically, Seamus his flowers, his right. recognition, and that was really cool to see because I'm so used to him being booed. Mm -hmm. But you know where they were and all that. It was really cool because Seamus is Seamus is a badass. Yeah, it seems like they're slowly turning him into a face. He's not going to be a baby face because that's never been Seamus. That's damn near impossible. But I think that they're gonna make him somewhat of a face huh. and I, I think people cheering obviously they were in Wales so close to right you know Ireland and whatever so but I still think that that was gonna happen regardless I I, so I think I see it coming so it wouldn't be surprising to me if they turn him or them into some kind of face interesting faction um or maybe they could just have Ridge Holland turn on him and he can be a face and they can do that. Hey, and then I'd be cool Butch with that goes too. off on his own and uh, just walks through the magical door and becomes Pete Dunne. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of options. I'd be, I'd be down with that too. <laughs> They're calling me Butch. That's not my name. It's Pete Dunne. I mean, the funny thing about that is everybody would know. Right. You know, like, it's not like it would be this mystery or people would be like, what is he talking about? Like, everybody knows. So, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. I mean, all literally, literally all he would have to do is show up how he did this past SmackDown, but just have the, like, little fur on yeah. his jacket and everybody mm -hmm. be like, oh, shit, the bruiser weight is back. Yeah. Do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fire. Yep. Um, next match was Liv and Shayna Baszler. That match was surprising to me. Oh. It was, it didn't go anywhere near I thought it would go. Not and even that, a little bit. And that's why I was so surprised. Well, the only way, the only reason it went any type of way that it did was because Shayna made that match what it was. Shayna made her look very good. Yes, she did. Shayna made Liv look freaking amazing. Yes. She made herself look less dominant because, and I think she knew that that's what needed to be done mm -hmm. because we all know Shayna can go in there and wreck house. Right. So it just already wasn't believable. I still don't believe it, <laughs> but I mean, it is what it is. I don't. I just don't understand how long they're going to have Liv have, have this this title because I really don't feel like it should be much longer. Well, 
I mean, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I feel like you're doing a disservice to the SmackDown women's title. I think so, too. And I think it was a big disservice to diss Shayna when you could have gave her her time now. Because she keeps getting shit on. Yeah. They sh- Shayna should have had that belt two years ago. Exactly. When, when she was on Raw, she never got it. And when she was in the elimination chamber, destroying people. Destroying people. And then, you know, the other thing that's so weird about that, too, is that when she, you know, when when they had that WrestleMania in 2020, obviously there was no fans there because of the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. So she fights, so Shayna fights uh, Becky, gets in the Carafuda clutch, Becky rolls out Penzer, right? Because Shane doesn't let go. Right. And then the next night, cause I don't know if that was night one or night two, but that Raw, Becky, oh no, she didn't have the belt much longer than that, right? She had like a month after that, and then they gave had money in Oscar. the bank, and they were like, oh, and I'm she pregnant. Had to give so it to Oscar. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, why didn't they just give Shane the belt then? Then Money in the Bank would have been a whole different thing. And then Shayna could have been worried about Asuka cashing in on her or something. I don't. Yeah, there were a lot of alternative options that could have happened. I just think that Liv should be very grateful to Shayna because without Shayna, she would have had another Ronda match where it looked like she was actually fighting for her life and she couldn't wrestle. <laughs> so uh, Shayna, man. Yeah, props to you for that. I mean, I, like I said, we are we all already know you can go in the ring and wreck house, but the fact that you, mm, you you did a massive service to Liv Morgan, I will say that. Yeah. In my opinion, obviously. Yeah, and I mean, Liv beat her clean, so there's not even a a potential for like a rematch at uh, Extreme Rules or anything. Yeah. I mean, they could probably book it just because they want to, but. Storyline wise, there's no need to. I I beat you. I pinned you clean with my finisher. So there's yeah. no need for this match. So yeah, th- I think that's what I didn't like about it. Yeah, but we know what's coming. We know what's gonna happen. I know. When when uh. Don't say it out loud. You'll summon it. <laughs> <laughs> you will summon her. Please stop it. <sighs> um. I mean, do you want to say it? You want you want to tell them? Yeah, because I mean, it's gonna happen. You already know it's gonna. Happen. I already know it's gonna happen. So uh, she's gonna come in and freaking destroy her. Yes. <laughs> so uh, Charlotte Flair, when she comes back, I'm sure she's gonna get a crack at that belt. And if if this was Vince still in charge, I would say that. Charlotte comes back just in time for her to get the belt and fight Bianca at Survivor Series in in the champion versus champion thing that they do. That would be my assumption if Vince was there. I I mean, I don't know if Triple H feels the same way, but... Have they had a match? Bianca and Charlotte, yeah, they fought... uh, They fought once on Raw, but it it was interrupted... By oh, that's right. So they've yeah. never actually had a match. Yeah, they it was a really good match, but it, it never got finished. I think Becky. Unfortunately, got that involved. would be a really good idea. Yeah, and also 
Charlotte loves Bianca. Yeah. So it, it's one of the few people that she's going to. Oh, like she loves Naomi. Yeah. Like yeah. you see like those two matches she had with Naomi were really good because she likes Naomi a lot and believes in her and all that. So she's like, I'm going to give you the best that I have yeah. and make you look good. And she did every time. Those matches were fire. Mm-hmm. I and want you to put that in your brain and leave it there, <laughs> Triple H. Don't you forget it. Yeah. And she and she loves Bianca too. And so she's gonna she's gonna make sure she puts on Yeah. A good match with Yeah, that so. would be good. Unfortunately n- nine times out of ten any other day, I wouldn't say this, but that would be good. <laughs> I wouldn't say it because I'd be like, please don't bring Charlotte Flair back until Royal Rumble, thank you. <laughs> but that would be a good match and and it would you know i mean yeah. here we are so live wins <laughs> sounds so dejected i am live wins edge and ray mysterio versus the judgment day which is uh damian priest and the primb <laughs> finn balor it's um the, the match was good Actually, it was really good. Yeah, it was a really good match. Edge came out in a luchador mask. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, he did. Uh, Dominic came out with Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judgment Day did the thing with the thing. Came out. Uh, Dominic helped Edge and Ray win. Yes. Yeah, he grabbed a. Uh he grabbed Finn's legs when he came off the ropes. Yeah. And then when he got up, uh, Edge speared him out of his boots. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was really good. There weren't any, like, botches or flaws. Like, everybody hit their spots. And then after the match... That's where things got interesting. <laughs> God, it was so great. You know, Dominic comes in the ring to celebrate Edge's... But no. nobody's paying attention to the fact that Dominic's in the ring and is trying to give them like props. Yeah. And I was like, it's freaking coming. I can see it in his <laughs> eyeballs. I can see it in his eyeballs. And then finally, he walks over to Edge and kicks him in a ding ding. Yep. Low blow, baby. And everybody's like, oh, we're like, it's happening. And I was so excited. And, um, the, and then Ray goes to him. He's like, son, Neil. What what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Dominic looks line. at him, turns away. Close line from hell. <laughs> Almost knocked him out of his mask. Just like Eddie Guerrero's. Mm-hmm. It was Chef's Kiss. Yeah. I'm pretty and sure that was like their little ode to I'm sure to it was. Eddie. Um and everybody is booing at this point. And I'm over here going, Yes! Uh-huh. Yes! Give me all the heel, Dominic. And then Judgment Day is over in the corner laughing their asses off. That meme is so great. Yeah. <laughs> you sent that to me, I almost <laughs> died. <laughs> it was when, so awesome. When everything, anything is super funny, that's the that's the meme I want to throw in there of them laughing. Yeah, because they were they were laughing, laughing <laughs> from a good healthy place. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, so Dominic turns heel on his fodder. <laughs> Uh, and Edge. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. It was so good. Um, after that, we had Seth and Riddle, baby. You can use his first name. It's, it's available. Oh, now. I forgot. Yeah. Seth freaking Rollins and Matt Riddle. Yeah, there 
here we go. Matt Matthew Riddell <laughs> is back. Yeah. So um, that match was fire. Yeah. That. If you said that was match of the night, I I, it would be hard pressed to disagree with you. I mean, Sheamus and Gunther was great too. So I mean, between those two, to me, it's a you know you yeah. can say either one, and I'd be like, all right, I see what you're saying. But yeah. Really good match. It was really good. Uh, Riddle got stomped twice. Yeah. And he ended up with a giant lump on his, like, where his eyebrow is. Uh-huh. And it's so funny because in the interview afterwards, he's like, what was it, Sarah? Yeah, Sarah. He's like, look, Sarah, I got a, a giant knot uh, or bump on my head or noggin. I don't know. Whatever he said, he was just like, <sighs> so defeated. <laughs> Man, Sith stomped my brains in. There he, that's <laughs> what he said. And I was like, oh, my God. It was fir- funny. Because first he slid into the ring and Seth stomped him right mm-hmm. on his face. And that's where, as soon as he stomped him on his face. His face hit r- the mat. Yeah, and Riddle rolls over and grabs that eye. So, like, okay, so, so, okay, so it happened so, there. So it happened here. <laughs> and then when he gets up, Seth decides to go to the second rope and stomp him again on that same <laughs> Like, you didn't learn the first time. Put your hands down. I know. I was like, dang. Yeah. Uh, Seth also stole one of Matt Riddle's moves. Yes. The Seth did uh, Bro Derek. That was nuts. I it, was like, oh, man. It was more like it was more of a neutralizer that, Ces- that Cesaro did than the actual Bro Derek. But that was. But we knew what he was yeah, trying to we do. We knew what he was trying to do. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, there was an interview with Riddle. And he was like, I want another match with Seth. This isn't over. And then. Mm-hmm. And then Sarah was like, yeah, I talked to Riddle earlier. And he said that he wants another match. And Seth was like, <laughs> boy, stop. <laughs> Basically. He was like, I am done with I didn't. I stomped his face into the mat. I don't need to. There's nothing left for me there. I'm moving on to bigger and better things. I had everybody singing my song. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm Seth freaking Rollins. I'm Seth freaking Rollins, baby. But. We're pretty sure they're going to have another match because Riddle's not going to let it go until he gets a match at Extreme Rules. So I think that's what's going to happen. Well, we all know Seth has a fake temper, or maybe mm-hmm. it's real. I don't know. Um, and he's going to be like, fine, you want another match? It's going to be at Extreme Rules. And he's mm-hmm. going to lose his mind. Yep. Get rid of you once and for all, Riddle. Because uh, Extreme Rules, I will end your career. It'll be some crazy-ish like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Extreme Rules is next month. Yeah, October eighth, I believe. Isn't it's in Philly? Yes, it is in Philadelphia. It's in Philadelphia. Since you know, if y'all don't know, Extreme. So ECW was based out of Philadelphia with Paul Heyman and all that. So it kind of makes sense for them to have Extreme Rules in in Philadelphia. And Paul Heyman was the was one doing the doing all the promo for it. Yeah, yep. letting us know that that's what it was. So. So, yes, it, it is all makes sense. 8th. Yeah. I have to look at the calendar. And then the last match of the night Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. Oh, yeah. We got the fire beginning because uh, we got a little bit of uh, Drew oh. McIntyre broken dreams first. In a, in a vig- vignette? Yeah, that was vignette. great. They had this whole little thing. I was like, that's so, yes. It was good because everybody wanted that. Yeah, I, I, everybody was singing. Yeah, I'm so glad that they brought Broken Dreams back. Even if, even if it was just the first part, you know. But that was all we needed. That that was good enough for me. I was like, yes. 
and then he came out. Um, Roman came out alone. Yep. There was no bloodline or anybody. Yeah, they didn't say why. All by himself. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. They didn't say they why didn't the Usos say, weren't there. They didn't there. explain. They didn't anything. Um, I'm starting to think one of the Usos can't leave the country. <laughs> it's yeah. He it's didn't make it to Canada. Uh huh. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy can't. Uh, do, I probably couldn't make it. Or they were just like, he's probably not going to be able to get in there, so we're not even going to try and force it. So because we'll they didn't have a match either, so right. So there was no point, and I'm proud. That's probably why they didn't have. They're a match. They're just like, yeah, it's not worth yeah, it. Yeah, he's not going to be able to get in the country because of all you know, all the stuff he's been through legally recently. So we just better off not. Yeah. They probably have one extreme rules if they ever decide to get that contender thing going again. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, really good match. It wasn't, I think it was evenly matched. Every, both of them had their moments where they were dominating or or in control of the match. So it kind of was like, you don't know who's going to win at certain points. At one point we lost the ref. Oh yes. We lost the ref. At which time? And then, uh, oh, yeah, so after Charles Robinson, Lil Nate gets uh, gets hurt, and he falls out of the ring, we get, uh, well, what do y'all think happened? We get, hey, town down, I'm screaming out loud, hey, town down. So <laughs> theory, Austin theory, and a referee come flying down the, the ramp, and uh he goes over to to cash in, you know. And the referee's like, "Are you sure you want to do this now?" He's talking to the ring announcer and the ref at the same time, and uh, they're like, "You want to do this?" And then, and then it happens so fast, right? And then Tyson Fury, who's at the show, stands up and, and punches Austin Theory's goatee off. Yeah, just with a straight right, right in the freaking jaw, right. lays him out. Lays him out, and is, and he looked like he was. Cause when you get knocked out cold like that, you get like your your like limbs freeze, which is supposed to be pretty bad for you. Uh, that's what happened. Theory went down and his right his left arm. I was trying to think about how he, <laughs> which how one he it was. Landed. Yeah, it was his it was his <laughs> left arm that was all frozen in the air. I was like, damn. If he if he's not knocked out, uh, he's playing a good part. He does it pretty well though. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was that that spot, and the way it went down, it happened so freaking fast and was so on point. I was like, "What the heck just happened?" <laughs> I was like, "He just knocked him out." So yeah. yeah, it was good. I was like, "Yes." Yeah. So that allowed the, because I was like, if he cashes in and makes us a triple threat. That's the way Drew could win the match because he could claim more kick theory and pin him and not have to pin Roman and then they could do Roman and Drew again, but it never happened because he got knocked the fuck out, man. <laughs> they never did it. Yeah. Um Yeah, so it was good and then So then, you know, Drew and Roman get back to the match. The little nature's still, you know, incapacitated, but the other ref is that theory brought down is there so he um, jumps in the ring yeah he jumps in the ring to continue officiating the match 
Drew hits Roman with the claymore. The ref he floats over, start and the ref starts to count. One, two, and then And then somebody pulls the referee out of the ring. Quite violently. Right. And it's somebody standing there in a black hoodie. Mm-hmm. And we're like, Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? He takes off his hood. And it was the Usos younger brother. Solo Sokoa. Yeah, we were hyped. Yeah, we had. We I'm happy s- to see him. I still think he should have got his title run and stuff in NXT, but he's gonna make it either way, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So yeah, that was. It was fire, that and was, then yeah, that was really good. And so apparently, I guess they've gotten rid of that rule of touching the ref like that because normally, if it wasn't a like a no DQ or a triple threat match where there's no rules like that. Mm-hmm. If in a normal match, that would be a DQ. But apparently they said that they got rid of that. Well, when both refs are knock, knocked out and one gets up not even realizing there was a replacement ref, you can't even <laughs> say anything. So after that happened, what happened was is Drew and Roman, well, Roman got up. Drew got up, and then Roman basically speared the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. And then... Lil Nate. Lil Nate. <laughs> gets back in the ring. Ever so... Uh, uh, <laughs> gets back in the ring and counts to three, and Roman wins. So, yep. um, it was good. Interference by Solo. And then after, uh, Tyson Fury got up and stood face-to-face with Roman Reigns and... You didn't know it was going to happen, but they just ended up shaking hands. And then uh, Roman took off and he turned to Drew and he helped Drew up and they shook hands and sang some songs. Yeah, they sang uh, Sweet Caroline or little parts of it because Drew's like, I only know the chorus. Uh huh. <laughs> He's like, You're on your own, pal. And then they sang, uh, they sang Wonderwall. Yes. And there was this another song that they sang before that, but I don't recall the name of it because I can't hear the lyrics in my head right now. So I don't yeah. know what song it was. Um, but it was fun. Uh, Drew got his flowers too, so that was good to see. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that whole event happened because he, you know, was the one pushing for it most of the time. I would think. Right. Um, not factual. I don't know that, but, uh, <laughs> that's just my assumption. So that was cool. There was a press conference after nothing to really write home about except, <laughs> except for Roman Reigns' portion of the, the press conference. Oh yeah. What did he say? So Roman comes in and everybody's, you know, taking pictures or whatever. And he's like, acknowledge me. Well, he was like, I want you to do what they didn't do. Mm. And he's like, acknowledge me. And that one reporter's like, I acknowledge you. And then what did he say? He, I think he said something along the lines of like. Damn right yeah. you do or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was, it was along the lines of that. And he grabbed his belt and he walked and he off walked like out. he said some shit. Yeah, and that was it. That was. I was <laughs> like, God damn. I, th- I think he did that. And I, I want to say he was along the lines of like, any more questions? I don't think so. Or I didn't think so. And then he like walked out. But yeah, it was uh, a. I very wonder if gangster. that. I wonder if that was how it was supposed to be. I feel like. And they were like, "He's not going to take any questions. Don't bother." 
Yeah, I think I think they were like, you know, he, you know. Yeah. Um, but that was Clash. All in all, it was uh, it was really good. It was really good. Yeah. With the exception of a few things here and there, yeah. but it was good. It was I, good. It was I good. give it a a solid B, B plus. I give it a B. Overall. Yeah, I'd go with a B solid. too. Yeah. Um, I think a B plus maybe because it, of the location. Yeah, the fans are great. Yeah. Um, they were fantastic. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Sunday early afternoon. We had World NXT Worlds Collide. Yeah, they they started early. I think they started early too because they had the UK wrestlers on there, so maybe they wanted to have the people in the UK be able to see it. Ah, uh, gotcha. Like, I think that was part of it. Right. Anyway, so first match is Ricochet versus. Um, Carmelo Hayes. Thank you. I always, don't forget, miss. I always forget his last name. Versus Carmelo Hayes with Trick, obviously. Um, Fire mass. That match. Well, first of all, Carmelo's intro with when they dropped, like, it was digital, but they dropped all the jerseys and the rafters of, like, people that he's beat before. I didn't realize there was that many people. Yeah. Yeah, it it's like eight at this point or something like that. Solo, it was Solo Sokoa, Cameron Grimes, Giovanni Vinci. Um, Who's the one I really don't there's, like? There's Santos Escobar. There was... Uh, the one I really don't like. Uh, Australian. Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller. Uh, oh. There's, I think there's, <laughs> there's like one or two more. Yeah, I just yeah. am not recalling at this point. But yeah, um, and the match, the match was the match fire. Was, was probably, in my opinion, it's probably the best match of the weekend. That's what I would say. That's including Clash of the Castle and and uh and even all out like it it was probably the best match of the weekend. Yeah, that's what I would say because I'd go Ricochet and Mello and then I'd go Seth and Riddle. And then Sheamus yeah. and Gunther mm-hmm. and then we could go from there, yeah. but yeah, definitely. For me, that was the match of the weekend, no question. Yeah, that was I mean, it was everything I think you want in a match. Like it was high flying, there was tons of action, there was, you know, even a little drama. Yeah, there right. Was, there was, you know, power moves. There mm-hmm. was high risk moves. Submission moves. Yeah, there, there was submissions. There was points where, like, when they did that, when they both did the springboard crossbody. Oh, my God. And they're, God. like, laying down. You're like, well, who's going to get up? Who's going to get the advantage? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. Um, Mello tried to get involved, but Ricochet pretty much held them off for the most part. But that's ultimately... I wouldn't say ultimately, but I think that proves that it was kind of like Mello's downfall to some extent. Or um, not Ricochet's downfall, I mean. Oh, yeah. Because then Mello pinned him. So mm-hmm. um, after that, they hung Ricochet's jersey in the Raptors. <laughs> in the Raptors. Um, so yeah. that was that. But Hurtful. it was so good. And it was way longer than I thought it was going to be. So. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, that's that's usually what happens with 
Carmelo matches is they put it first because they know what kind of match it's going to be. And whoever he's in the ring with, he brings the best out of them, and they bring the best out of him. It just, I don't know, it just it, it just works. He's good. So. That's it. Like, there's no way around that. Anybody who thinks otherwise is absolutely insane and is not watching the same thing I'm watching. Right. So, you know, next week in our one-year anniversary for the NXT 2.0, they're supposed to have, like, who is the the voting for, like, who's the superstar uh-huh. of the year or whatever. They're prob- I, I would say most people are either going to pick Braun Breaker because of he who he is. He came up so fast. Or Mandy Rose because of how long she's had the belts and all that. I... Me personally, I would pick Carmella because he's same. He's a star. Same. Like you could put him in the ring with just about anybody, and it's gonna be a, at the very least, it's gonna be a good match. But he normally puts on great matches with people who they pairing with. So that would be my superstar of the year for NXT. Would be the A champion, Carmelo Hayes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so there's that. <laughs> I completely agree. Uh, uh, Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Elimination Match. Uh, Creed, Briggs & Jensen, Pretty Deadly, and Gallus uh, were all involved, but yes, you wanna, before that match even started, what, what did they show us? Oh, so if y'all watch NXT, you know... If you're in the parking lot, something some something bad is going down. So before the match starts, they show us Roger Strong laid out in the middle of the parking lot like he got his ass handed to him. They call the ambulance. They put him in the ambulance, take him out. So now Roger Strong is nowhere to be found. Has going to have nothing to do with this match moving forward because he's out of commission. Which was quite suspicious to me. As it was last week as well. Um, but, yeah. That's neither here nor there, I guess. <laughs> um, and then... First ones eliminated because it was a, a Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Elimination match were Briggs and Jensen, which means they weren't going to win the title. So, right. NXT UK titles were up for grabs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought the team that was probably going to win... Did not win. Did not win, which was Gallus because they were eliminated next. I was like, wait, what? Okay. So then I was like, so they get elim- so no more Briggs and Jensen, no more Gallus. Now we're, we're left with Pretty Deadly and the Creed Brothers. In my mind, I was like, okay, well the Creed Brothers are gonna win this match. The the Pretty Deadly can't beat them head up. Like when they beat them for the NXT tag titles when they first got there because they had to run the gauntlet and right. they beat them last. So, and then, um, and then Gallus, well, Gallus was eliminated second. Mm-hmm. Is that what we said? Yeah. Oh, and then, um, <laughs> and and then somebody comes into the ring in a black hoodie and swings a chair at uh one of the creed brothers and, and it's freaking damon kemp yep and i'm sitting here screaming at the tv i knew it i knew it was you because <laughs> i literally did i said it 
like like before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Gall- uh, pretty deadly tried to cheat and introduce a chair into the match when the referee had his back turned because Gallus and Briggs and Jensen came back out to the ring fighting and shit. Right. And so Kemp comes in the ring with the hoodie and spears uh, one of the members of Pretty Deadly that had the chair. And they're like, yeah, yeah. And then Julius gets ready to do his, when he takes his straps down and does the clothesline on the ground to get the win. And that's when Kemp busts him in the back with the chair. And I was like, oh, you dirty motherfucker. I knew it. I knew it weeks ago. Yeah. And Roddy tried to tell him. And uh, and like you mentioned, I think the that week you were like, something's not right with him. Because why did he just cut him off when... when He did it a few times. Yeah, because Strong was trying to explain. He's like, no, look, I looked at the video... Uh, the surveillance video and it was hey Brody doesn't matter let's go out there and yeah yeah I was like hmm mm-hmm. I was like hmm some something's not right with Damon yeah and that means pretty deadly one basically because of that mm-hmm. um, so that was that it was a really good match um I wasn't sure if that was gonna happen during that match I just knew it was him um. Yeah. So Damon Kemp went heel, turned on the creeds. Mm-hmm. Diamond Mine is falling apart. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's really just the Creed brothers and Ivy Nile for right now. Right. Tatum Paxley uh has her you know, broke her nose, so we don't know if she's gonna continue to wrestle with that mask or not. Nuts. And Roger Strong is laid up in the hospital. <laughs> for how long? We don't know. Um Women's triple threat match was next. Mandy Rose, uh, uh, Mako Satamora, and Blair Davenport. Davenport. Mm-hmm. This match was good. It actually really surprised me. Um, with the way Mandy held herself and like worked in there. Yeah. I didn't I honestly didn't think it was going to work. Yeah, I wasn't sure how M- Mandy's part of the dynamic was going to play out because you know, I I watched both matches between Blair Davenport and Mako Satamora on NXT UK and they were both like super hard hitting and you know, they don't pull punches, they don't pull kicks, they don't pull slams, so you're going to get hit when right. you, when those two fight. So I was like, I don't know how that's going to – I feel like somebody's going to bust Mandy in the nose and, it's gonna, and she's not going to be able to fight anymore and this is going to be them two. But mm-hmm. she held her own. She did her thing. Yeah, she definitely did. And she won. Yeah, no, uh, no underhanded tactics. No. No, no toxic attraction to nope. get involved. She did Kiss by a Rose, formerly known as Rose Trigger, mm-hmm. on basically – both Blair and Mako at the same time. <laughs> and then she ended up pinning uh, Blair Davenport. So, yeah. uh, so now she is the unified, the NXT unified women's champion. Yep. Crazy. Nuts, right? She was next next it month, it'll be a year. Huh. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Because uh, Halloween. Halloween. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, we had the women's tag match with Carter and Chance versus Nikki Ash and Dewdrop. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, this match was good. It was better than I thought it was going to be. I didn't. I kind of didn't really know what to expect, honestly. Yeah, with Carter and Chance being so small compared to Dewdrop, I had no idea what was about to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, not that they can't, but I was just like, it, it worked. Right. Just to say the least, it worked. Um, unfortunately for Nikki Ash and Dewdrop, Toxic Attraction came out, and. Nikki jumped off of the turnbuckle onto them. Mm -hmm. And then when she was getting up to go back in the ring, uh, I don't remember which toxic attraction. JC Jane. Oh, JC Jane was held her back because Dewdrop was being pinned by uh, uh, Katana Chant. Mm -hmm. So uh carter and chance did win thanks to toxic attraction right and jc jane was like uh-uh not in our division <laughs> because nikki ash and dewdrop technically don't don't even go here right so that's <laughs> why that happened which i guess is fair enough but you know and then we had the uh main event which was braun breaker and Tyler Bates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the big strong boy, Tyler Bate. It was pretty good. Yeah. It was a good match, definitely. I mean, I knew that was going to be the outcome, but there were a couple of times I was like, oh, maybe maybe not. Right. You know, a lot they were kicking out of kicking out of uh finishers and you know, be like when Braun hit his the gorilla press slam, mm-hmm. but he did it close to the ropes, and Tyler got his foot on the rope, oh, and good. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Tyler did uh, Tyler driver ninety seven on Braun. That was nuts. And I was like, "Damn!" He kicked out, so mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah." It it had, it had a lot of good spots. Yeah, it was a good match. Yeah, uh, Breaker won. Mm-hmm. And then after the match, Tyler Bate showed. Uh, a massive amount of respect to Braun Breaker and basically crowned his belts upon him. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Um, <laughs> it's it's nice to see this all around morale for WWE happening, <laughs> especially when the other side of the the highway is is not so uh, smooth sailing. Oh my God! It's a it's definitely they a, tore that shit up. It's definitely eight car pileup on the other side of the freeway. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so ugly. I would give Worlds Collide probably an a solid eight and a half. Yeah, B plus. B plus. Definitely B plus. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Some of those matches were A's, but, you know. Right. And then we get to the other side of the highway. (laughs) And then we get to AEW All Out. I mean, there's a ton of matches. We are not going to go through all of them. So some of these are just going to be honorable mentions. (laughs) We just get into the meat and potatoes of because the more important stuff. Seem to have happened when the cameras <laughs> were off, and when or when the event was over. Yeah. So that's what we're gonna focus on when we talk about all out. Yeah. So, casino battle royal match. Mm-hmm. 
bunch of people. Yeah, Ray Phoenix, Roosh. Like I said, bunch of people. Yeah, bunch of people. Um, Dante it was Martin. A ladder match. You climb up. You get the the oversized, ridiculously oversized chip, and that's that. Uh, yeah, Stokely. It, it it guarantees you a world title match in the future. It's like Money in the Bank. Yes. Or, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um. Stokely comes out, climbs up the ladder takes the chip and then the the joker which is a competitor that they don't name gets into the match you know they wear usually sometimes they wear a mask or sometimes it's just not known who they are and then they announce as a joker and they come out so hathaway comes out with his squad ethan page w morrissey lee moriarty and uh the gun club, they re- they wreak havoc. Stokely gets the chip, and then the Joker comes out in the ma- in a devil mask. So we don't know. You don't know who he is. Yeah, at that Stokely point. gives him the chip, and then they walk out. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of that. Mm-hmm. And then there was actually my favorite, which I thought was really good, was the trios match. It was the elite, the elite against the Dark Order and Hangman Page. Um. The match was just good. Like they're like all those remember like those those spinning back fists and the the elbows and uh-huh. the and you're like, "Oh, I thought it was over already cuz that <laughs> like Yeah, it was it was a lot of offense and like moves and you're like, "Damn, like who's that who did sequence? It? I thought it was over for you." Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. So It was not. It was cool. It was a really good match actually. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really good match. Uh, the Elite, which is the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, ended up winning, becoming the first ever AEW Trios champions, making Kenny Omega the first Triple Crown winner in AEW, having the AEW World title, uh, a tag title, and now the Trios title. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Jade Cargo keeps her championship and goes 37-0. and 0. Yeah. She came out as She-Hulk. Yeah, that was cool. It was. And... She beat Athena. She beat Athena. It wasn't, wasn't nothing to... It, I mean, the about. match wasn't bad. It just was pretty obvious what was going to yeah, happen. It was kind of short. I thought it would be longer than that. It was very short. It was, it was short. Yeah. So, but she wins thirty-seven and zero. Keep it moving. <laughs> Who's next? Your, still your TBS champion. Cut the shit. Um, <laughs> uh, the women's AEW championship match was a fatal four-way. Yes, it was a uh, Tony Storm versus Britt Baker DMD versus Jamie Hader versus Hikaru Shida. I'm pretty sure we all knew this shit was going to happen. Tony Storm won. Yeah. Jamie Hayter had a chance to win, but uh, her best friend, uh, Britt Baker, pulled the referee out to stop the count. Mm-hmm. And I guess there was a promise between them that if someone, if one of them had the chance to win, that they wouldn't do that. But Britt did. And so. Britt did it. Britt did it. Yeah. So now they not. They not I didn't think she was going to do it. She did it. <laughs> yeah. Afterwards, she was like, don't talk to me. Get out of my face. 
I don't want to see you anymore. Yeah. But yeah, Tony Storm is champion. I can't say that uh, I'm happy about that, but I mean, whatever. Yeah, I don't really. Honestly, I just don't really care. Yeah, because she's not it the champion. Tony Storm, so. Yeah, she's not the champion that I care about. Yeah. Um. So sorry. Swerve in our glory versus the acclaimed. That match was insane. And not because of the moves, but because of the um the uh the audience basically and all the other crap that was happening. Yep. Because everybody loves the acclaimed. They were so hyped for for the acclaimed and Billy Gunn. But it was not meant to be for them. Nope. Everybody, I feel like I didn't realize that many people actually liked them. I honestly think that I'm not saying they shouldn't or that they're bad. I just didn't know that. I didn't know that either, but I think the crowd was more displaying their displeasure of swerving our glory as opposed to really liking the acclaim. That's probably accurate. I think because swerve plays that role of almost a heel so well for them that he makes it easier to get the other people over because he does things you're like oh my god this guy right like you know what happened on dynamite yeah so um obviously swerving our glory one um but yeah it was crazy um the next match was American Dragon versus Lionheart. So, uh, Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. Yeah, solid match. Uh, Elliot Taylor sang uh, Brian Danielson's song live when he came out. Yeah, born for greatness. Um, that match would be good if AEW made it sound good. <laughs> yeah, that's my problem with AEW. I feel like you really can't hear the entrance music that well. So it's like we're getting the audio from the cameras and and the other microphones around in the building as opposed to having that audio fed directly into the actual feed of of what you're looking at so that you can hear it clearly. Right. So. Which is basically what we figured out. Yeah. Um, But yeah, good match. Jericho cheated. He, He kicked Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, uh, in another region while the referee was pinned up against the ropes, and then he, uh, I forget what that move was called. Oh, he did the that spinning back elbow, the Judas effect, mm-hmm. and he, he beat uh, Brian Danielson. Yeah, so Jericho cheated and won. Mm-hmm. I'm so shocked. <laughs> uh, Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. Uh, apparently Christian is actually hurt. Oh, so, so is that actually, why? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, so he actually did hurt that elbow. So that's why they did what they did because he didn't take a bump whatsoever in that match. That's why they had Luchasaurus come out and destroy Jungle Boy Jack Perry the way that they did, so that Christian could get the win and then go off and get surgery. Yeah. I didn't know that <laughs> until literally this minute. 
No, I was, yeah. Uh, so, so, uh, the dinosaur. Luchasaurus. Thank you. Man, Jungle Boy had crate marks <laughs> on his back <laughs> after Luchasaurus came out and basically ripped him to shreds. Yeah, choke Before he even him. got in the freaking oh. match. Choke slammed him onto the grate. Mm-hmm. That was nuts. <laughs> He's got a grill marks. He on does. <laughs> he did. So that was interesting. Obviously, mm. Christian won because Jungle Boy got his butt kicked before he even got in the ring. Yeah. Um. Ricky Starks versus Hobbs. That match wasn't that long either, and I was very surprised at, at the outcome because it seemed like Ricky Starks is destined to be the face of the company in the near future because he can wrestle well and his promos are great. He's like, he's like, he reminds me of the rock, the way he cuts his promos at the, like how he says things, mm-hmm. but that wasn't meant to be powerhouse Hobbs handed him his ass. I was like, damn, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Crazy turn of events. Pow, 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 if pow, you're pow, shocked. Powerhouse. We know what that <laughs> means. Um, House of Black versus Sting, Darby Allen, and Miro. I mean, it was good. It's just knowing all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes with uh, Malachi Black is crazy. Malachi. But it doesn't <laughs> keep him from doing what he needs to do in the ring, which is respectable. Yeah. Um. Sting, Darby Allen, and Miro won. Mm-hmm. And then the House of Black was walking out. And when they got to the top of the ramp, they. Malachi Black basically turned around and like blew a kiss and. Took a bow. Took a bow. Like he was basically saying goodbye. And then we found out today anyways. Yeah. So we talked about it a couple of podcasts, maybe two podcasts ago, that uh, Malachi Black asked for his release from AEW because, he, you know, his mental health, stuff going on in his personal life, and him not being happy with the direction of his, you know, his character and his faction. You know, he said it was weighing on him, so he wanted his release. They told him no, but... He was granted his release ultimately, but it's conditional, whereas he, even though he's, like, in other, like, indie promotions, he's not allowed to wrestle anywhere else. So people were first like, oh, he got released. You know, that means he's going to go back to WWE. Or, and it's like, nope, he can't he wrestle can't. anywhere else. Yeah. So he and Brody King are PWG tag team champions, but because he's not wrestling for AEW, he's not allowed to wrestle for PWG. So... They're gonna have to give up those belts. Yeah. Or Brody King's gonna have to get a new partner. That's one of nuts. Those two. Yeah. Um. So there's that. I don't know if or when we'll see him, and that's really disappointing to me because I really wanted him to come back to uh, WWE. But I guess we'll see. FTR and Wardlow versus Jay Lethal and MCMG. Yeah. 
So for y- those of y'all don't, that don't know, MCMG is uh, the Motor City Machine Guns, and they're signed to Impact Wrestling. But they got their crossover match to come help out Jay Lethal against FTR and Wardlow. Oh, well, it didn't help. <laughs> FTR and Wardlow won. Yeah, they won. Um, Guevara and Tay Melo versus Ortiz and Ruby Soho. Yeah, so that mixed. Was that was on the zero hour, I think. Yeah. That's the only one I mentioned from zero hour. Oh, okay. The other ones <laughs> I left out. Yeah. Um That was for the the um the mixed Yes. Uh the triple A mixed tag team championship. Well, Ruby broke her nose. Yeah. The Most <laughs> likely. During uh their finisher, the the her finisher, Tay Mello's finisher, Tay KO. It looked like she, well, that video, that portion that we saw, it looked like someone kicked her right in the face and then she fell on her face or something like I that. I don't know. They say she grabbed her nose and it looks was, brutal. Mm-hmm. And and during that match, somebody could have broken their freaking neck. Mm-hmm. So that needs to be addressed too because that could have been really bad. Yeah. Um, But that's that. Who won? Uh, Sammy and, and Tay, That's they kept, they kept the belts. That's what I thought. So, shout, hopefully uh, Ruby Soho gets better soon. Who knows how long she's going to be out with that broken Yeah, that would suck. And then we get to <laughs> CM Punk and John Moxley. AEW World Championship. Um. Man. Talk the about match was shit show. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't like that was a good match. Yeah. Um apparently CM Punk got hurt. Yeah, so they're saying when he did the 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 tope through the ropes, he injured his bicep slash shoulder area. Okay. And then he fought the rest of the match through that injury. Mm. Well he won. Yep. And put uh, did the GTS to go to sleep on on Moxley, and he got the win. So now, or then he was <laughs> AEW World Champion mm-hmm. for this, I guess, the second time. Yeah. Um. After that. After that, that's where the the pay per view got popping. Then we get to the AEW media scrum. No, no, no. What happened at the very end? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I almost forgot. So after after Punk wins the match, the screen the lights goes go out. This, yeah, all the lights go out. You hear a voicemail being played in the arena, and it's Tony Khan saying, hey, you know, you've been out. You know, we need you to come back. So... For, Even yeah. if I don't want to, I'm doing this for, I'm going to swallow whatever and yeah. do this for the fans. It's a bitter pill for me to swallow. We need you back at at All Out. You know, you've agreed to come back. I'm going to pay you. And then they beep out beep. the amount of money that he says. And he's like, you're not going to get a better offer than this. And then the the screen comes back on and then you see the back of the of the joker with the devil mask and he's talking about uh, he mentions you know does a little promo whatever and then he throws the 
the Burberry scarf on, so now we know who it is. And sure enough, it is MJF. He bike. Mm-hmm. And MJF has the casino chip, which means he gets a world championship match at his choosing. Any time, any place. It'll it'll most likely be for full gear, but yes. And then we get to the teenage after party, if you will. (laughs) The AEW scrum and other miscellaneous things that happened because some of them happened not actually at the scrum or in front of the cameras. Right. Um, so there was basically a press conference they call AEW Scrum. It was Swerve in Our Glory, Chris Jericho, Tony Khan, CM Punk, whatever, whatever. Um, <laughs> Swerve in Our Glory, basically, we're the best tag team. The Acclaim doesn't stand a chance. Yeah, we're um, Yeah, they asked Tony if he ever considered changing the outcome of the match during that because the crowd was so, and Tony was like, no. Um, but he did say... They probably deserve a rematch. Yeah, and, and, Swerve, and was like, Swerve was like, for what? Yeah, we beat those bums. <laughs> yeah, Swerve is Swerve and Keith Lee are on opposite sides of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Chris Jericho was out there for quite a bit, and I wanted to mention this because he's the complete opposite of what happened with CM Punk. Yes. And he's talking about how good this person is and, you know, how the story came about and things like that. And I was like, man, I really thought this guy was a douche. (laughs) And he's not. So I take it back. At least wrestling wise, he's not a douche. I don't know about his personal life, but the presence that he put on and I saw him, you know, talk and stuff like that. Like he's not a douche compared (laughs) to the other jerks walking around. Well, not anymore, but um, yeah. The first person at the AEW scrum was CM Punk, though. Oh, Lord have mercy, Jesus. And I don't I don't even know how to st- like he was eating and drinking. <laughs> he was freaking bleeding from his head. And I still don't know if that happened naturally or if he bladed himself. Right. Um. There's so much to say, but I have no words. Like, w- what do we say? Um, well, we can start off by saying to start the media scrum with CM Punk was an absolute shit show. Let's just start with that because he did everything he could to make it about himself. And Narcissist. The only praise he gave were... Rightfully so to John Moxley. And Adam Cole. And he gave praise to Adam Cole who wasn't even at. But he only gave praise to Adam Cole because he, he has He knew it would piss somebody else off. To, he had an issue with Eric that's Bischoff. Crazy. So that's why he only really mentioned Adam Cole. <laughs> that's nuts. But apparently a reporter mentioned Colt Cabana. Or if you, wa- if you rewatch the media scrum, he says Scott Colton because that's Colt Cabana's real name. And so that just, that was the first thing they said to Punk. That, that set him off. And it, he, it just set off this crazy set of events 
in storyline and not storyline but story timeline in which punk decided to tell all of it mm-hmm. Ugh, about it was, the whole money story and colt sharing a bank account with his mom and yeah the whole lot like all of it it's ugly and then he decided to throw in there that because he has a bunch of dumb ass evps apparently that mm-hmm. blah so now he's just and and every time somebody gets mentioned he's like well fuck that guy and i'm just like <laughs> and he's like fuck that guy and i'm just like what is going on yeah and he's sitting there freaking eating muffins from a bakery good on him for promoting the bakery that's it, great yeah, but he, like he said the name but that's just it was really freaking rude yeah he was eating and Drinking a spindrift. Yeah, drinking a seltzer. I mean, not hard seltzer. Sparkling water. Sparkling water. Excuse me. Yes. So he's drinking sparkling water and eating muffins while he's talking. It wasn't or like he was eating. I don't be- even know. He wasn't eating in between, like when they were asking Tony. No, Khan it's like while he's talking. Yeah, like he's like pulling this muffin apart and like eating it and then continuing on with answering the question it's like dog what are you doing like okay you narcissistic psychopath yeah he's i i I don't know i had so much to say about this but i really don't have like (laughs) i just really don't like this guy yeah and that seems to be the reoccurring theme of his career and he oh that's there you go that's exactly what i had to say um the thing is is he's tried so hard to say he's not selfish and and he's never said that you know he deserves it over somebody else Mm -hmm. but then he gets mad when other people are doing the exact same thing that he's been doing scratching and clawing their way to try to get to the top no matter what it takes Mm -hmm. right yep and then all this other stuff resurfaces so the the promo that he did in the ring with triple h triple h basically telling him you're an entitled shitbag <laughs> right and then the thing with john cena mm-hmm. which is funny because he really like has respect for john cena well john cena ain't got respect for him <laughs> well it's tricky. Not after, <laughs> not after this. There's no way. I mean, if if John Cena is watching what's happening, yeah, he can't respect what Punk is doing. There's no way. He had respect for him before this, I believe. But if he's watching this, there's no way he can have respect for right. him now. Well, it's it's just funny to me that CM Punk is was constantly talking about not holding other people back or keeping other people from whatever no matter who it is <coughs> resurface tweets um <laughs> no matter who it is and all this other stuff and yet he is the he's doing the exact opposite of everything he's said in the past i don't know four years two three years uh, not even when he was just in AEW, when he was trying to get like get back then it would be yeah three years so it's not good. It's 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 horrible for that company. This is the last thing that a new company that is really trying to compete with the giant on the other side of the road 
this is the worst thing that could happen for them. Well, and then somebody asked him what he thought about, you know, him bringing MJF back. And he was so annoyed <laughs> because and 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 everybody's going to be like, oh, because MJF doesn't deserve it. And did it. I'm sorry. He's good. He's good at his promos and he's good in the ring. And he has busted his ass. And then CM Punk just came in there. And they gave him everything. Right. When MJF had taken the time to work his ass off for it all. Mm-hmm. And so to have CM Punk sit over there and roll his eyes and be like, oh, this guy, all, all he wants me to do is work with assholes. Yeah. Was absolutely obnoxious. Yeah. Like, I was, was just like, this is not, <laughs> whether you like MJF or not, like, you need to stop trying to hold people back right and you could totally tell that if he could that would be his intention oh of course like if he called him you know a prick and all that shit like during a promo that would be different because we could say oh yeah that's just for the camera and to get you know the whole storyline over but to say that at the press conference whether it's you feel like it's storyline or not it just felt out of place and unwarranted at that moment to call for him to go, oh, they were like, oh, you know, MJF, how do you feel? He's like, oh, yeah, because Tony wants me to be in a ring with, like, why would you say that? That's so far beyond the, the, the realm of helping people. Right. He's so far detached from his sense of entitlement compared to helping. And, and I'm now understanding what's going on. Like that whole thing with Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. It's because that's the atmosphere over there. You have to act like that or that's not it, you know? Yeah. They make it seem like you have to be in business for yourself. Otherwise, you're never going to get anything. And I I get that to a degree. But when you're in that company or in a company where there are people who wrestle full time as like executives I would think that they would get, you know, they would get it. Like when they go, they would go, oh, this person is over. Maybe it's time to at least put them in the conversation for this. Or maybe we put the title on them. Like, but then you give all these other new stories when you, you know, listen because you're in the moment. Like you can see what's happening. Oh, I see this person getting over. Maybe we need to move in that direction, see what they can do with it. And if they fumble it, we have somebody we can rely on to carry it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why they feel like they need to try and bury all the new talent. It's a terrible idea. Yeah. I also don't think that VPs should be active, consistent wrestlers. I agree with that, too. I think that is an absolutely terrible idea. Yeah. yeah even Especially though putting that. titles on them. <laughs> that is absolutely horrid and i think even though people may have had issues with cody i do think that was one of the good things that he did while he was there he fought for the title at the beginning of the company when him and jericho were beefing and jericho ultimately won became the first champion uh-huh. and then he never fought for the world championship again the close he got he won some tnt titles but mm-hmm. He never. But I think they knew that that was going to be the biggest that it was going to get to make 
it that big for Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Because aside from his entrance music, like I want somebody to to come up to me in person and be like, I am an absolute Chris Jericho fan. Like it, it's <laughs> it's few and far between now. I mean, you can like him, but you're not going to be like, oh my god, he's my favorite. Right. Like it's it's just not there anymore. Like that was different. That was just different. Yeah. So, um, after, or I guess during the very end, Tony Khan answered some questions himself, and then uh, he there was a huge something happening. Yeah. Well, real quick, Tony Khan seems to be very sensitive. and He's, he's a nutcase. He's one of those people that seems like they remember everything. And so it's like when if you've wronged him or he feels that you've wronged him or hurt his feelings in any kind of way, it's like I'll never forget that. Yep. I know when you did it, where you did it, how I felt when you did it. And so I hold that grudge. Mm-hmm. So definitely him going over numbers and talking about, oh, well, it was we were the only major company to do something on Labor Day weekend. And now we had to share that with, you know, with somebody else. And so they see what it does. It's like. I have more money. Like, yeah, yeah I, I'm not. Her. I'm not gonna do what. I'm not gonna let happen what happened to uh, Jim Crockett's event, mm-hmm. which he's talking about. Ric Flair's last match on the same weekend as a uh, SummerSlam. Yeah, which he's is like, like well, they I could, have more money than Jim Crockett. Yeah, I'm not gonna stand for this shit. Yeah, the way I'm, they treated me. I'm not me gonna and, take this shit. Yeah. It, sensitive ass that's that's what's gonna be the downfall of the company ultimately it's him being in his feelings about shit when it's supposed to be business yeah but that's neither here nor there but yeah but you were alluding to a the backstage brawl the, the main the main events the backstage <laughs> brawl 2022 <laughs> as we have deemed it yes so if y'all don't know cm punk a few times has said hey you know if someone has a problem with me they can come meet me in my locker room we can discuss it Hash it out like men, blah, blah, blah. Well, him talking about the EVPs of the company being the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Pages, too, but he wasn't part of that. But him talking about them, they went and saw his ass. And then the hilarity ensued. So it was the elite <laughs> Pat Buck, Christopher Daniels, Michael Nakazawa, Brandon Cutler, Ace Steel, and CM Punk are all suspended, for the record. <laughs> and so they get <laughs> they go to Punk's locker room. We don't know the details of who necessarily started the altercation, but the reports say that Punk threw a punch at uh, one of the Young Bucks, so I'm assuming it was, it, I don't know, it could have been Matt or Nick. I do know they say Nick had a black eye, so it was probably Nick. But then Ace still threw a chair at his ass. Oh, fucking chair. <laughs> this isn't this is the middle of the ring. I know. These aren't the bendable you throw, breakaway you, chairs. You don't throw chairs in real life? Like yeah, what? Like this is a fucking chair. Like you threw a chair at a man. And then Ace still proceeded. <laughs> And then this one cracks me up. And then A Steel, who we talked, you know, we talked off Mike about him being, you know, a, a, a former wrestler and a trainer and CM Punk's best friend. So he knows how to fight. We assume to some kind of degree, right? 
<laughs> was biting and pulling the hair of one Kenny Omega. Like, if you have any martial arts or any fight training or wrestling training, why are you biting and pulling hair? Like, is it really... Like, are you really lacking skills? I'm so confused. Was Kenny Omega beating on CM Punk to where, like, all I could do was bite him to let go of the I hold know. and pull like, his hair? Is that it? Like, like I don't understand. I, I, Yeah, I don't know what happened for that to be a thing, but apparently it's a thing. And then... They're biting now? They're doing a tournament. So CM Punk has basically vacated the title right. um, because Tony Khan decided that's what was happening. Yes. Um, and the trio's title as well. Yeah. Um, Which, surprisingly, I don't know why. I didn't. I felt like I didn't see that coming. I When I saw that the, the Bucks I didn't and, either. and Omega were suspended because of that situation, I, it didn't cross my mind that they were going to have It's probably because that woman titles. saw that they were in t- involved. Yes. And they couldn't deny their involvement. That's also true. So while this whole thing is happening, so when the backstage scrum started <laughs> after the media scrum, uh, this all happened in the presence of their executive vice president. Uh, and they, um, forgive me if I'm butchering her name. Mega Parath? Parath? I don't know it, so I can't help you on that one. Well, it happened in front of her. So whether somebody was like, they they fighting, you know, and then they ran to the back and she's like, oh, my God, look at this chaos. You, 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 fucking you, 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 I saw all of y'all in here. Exactly. Suspended, 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 fine. Fine, 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 suspended. <laughs> all of y'all, all suspended, all fine. So. Um, so I think that probably had something to do with it because I think they're getting – the thing through their head that y- y- the the VPs should not be full time active roster wrestlers. Yeah, I don't. It's just not a good idea. Yeah, it, it makes sense now to me as a, we've gone through it and like uh, like oh, okay, they are executives and their boss saw them do it. Is and if we want to set an example. We can't have our executives do this. We yeah, we it's have to take, different we have to, take to have like a spot or a special appearance or a you know like mm-hmm. or a, be a valet or something like that. But when you're actually in title match, like it's just it's I just don't think it's a good mix at all. Um, now Tony Khan. Address slash. N- Addressed but not addressed the whole situation. He just basically told everybody that they were doing a new AEW title. Didn't say if it was because Punk was hurt. Didn't say if it was because he was released or he left or whatever it was. Didn't do any of that. Mm -hmm. Just said they're doing a... uh, A tournament. Yeah. The AEW World Championship Tournament. Yeah. So we don't know what's gonna happen with that so i i i, I don't know yeah it, it it was it's kind of a weird setup because they put jericho and moxley already into the second round yeah so it was like they it was like seating i mean so. i get i understand why but they could have done themselves a better service and put them in the 
the like pre like the qualification matches mm-hmm. because you would have given them more airtime rather than having Moxley run around the ring all pissed off because he's supposed to be on vacation giving a freaking promo like right you know like it's you you could have had him in the ring wrestling rather than doing that but yeah. it's not my show so mm-hmm. I so I digress yeah so that's what happened on after after all that dynamite like she mentioned. You know, Tony Khan came out and said what he said about the AEW World Championship and the Trio Championship. So the Tournament of Champions, where all the people were former champions at some point, either TNT or or AEW World Champion or something like that. And then they had a Trios Championship match to crown new champions, and that was uh, Death Triangle, which is uh, Ray Phoenix. Penta El Scordo, I think that's. I don't know. He, he changes his name all the time, so I'm just calling. I'm gonna oh, say, he does? yeah. So I'm gonna say Pinto. So Ray Phoenix, Penta, and Pack versus Orange Cassidy and Best Friends. And who won? Death Triangle won. I really thought Orange Cassidy and, and them were gonna win. I right? thought so too. I thought they were gonna give Orange Cassidy. A little title room, but I guess Tony Khan's, or at least I'm. Ho- well, I don't really care, honestly. <laughs> is seeing the value in not always making the favorite the winner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. because I feel like you you keep by do you keep getting screwed doing that. True. But that's neither here nor there. So. Yeah. Over the next couple of days, I'm or week, I'm sure we'll see. Uh, what the heck else happens? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so they had one of the qualifying matches. It was Brian Danielson versus Heyman Adam Page. And then on on Rampage, they're going to do uh, Sammy Guevara against Darby Allin. Uh, Brian Danielson won. Yes, he, be, he beat Page, so he's going to fight Chris Jericho. So that's going to be Round part two. two of their little saga. And then the winner of Allen and Guevara will face uh, Moxley. So, I mean, I feel like it's going to be Brian Danielson and John Moxley. That would be nuts. You're welcome. And then I think they're, I think da- this is going to be Daniel Bryan's moment to actually get the belt since he's fought for it twice. That would be a really good idea, even though I don't really care. Yeah. I think he's going to get it finally. Yeah. And then he'll hold the belt, and then he'll fight MJF at full gear for it, and MJF will beat him because of some dirty antics and whatnot. Maybe Stokely Hathaway and his crew come down there and cost Daniel Bryan that belt. Gotcha. Um, and then we're just going to run through Monday Night Raw. Oh, yes. Because it was important. Um, Edge gave a promo. Basically telling Dominic Mysterio to get his butt out here. Yep. And Ray was like, no, please don't do this to my son. And then <laughs> Dominic comes out uh, donning a new Judgment Day look. Mm-hmm. Looks like Rhea gave him a makeover. <laughs> Still hasn't spoken a word. Nope, not a single word. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, That creates a Ray and Damian Priest match. 
um, later in the evening mm-hmm. because Ray is mad and he's like, "Oh, give me anybody from Judgment Day." Yep. Um, and during that match, Dominic jumps on the apron before Ray can hit the six one nine. Obviously, uh, Damian Priest wins or Judgment Day wins, mm-hmm. and then uh, Rhea announces that Dominic Mysterio is supposed to have a match with Edge next week yes so we'll see how that because what poppy wants poppy gets exactly (laughs) um there was a four-way tag contenders match with the los lotharios uh street profits the alpha academy and the new day and the new day i don't know how i can forget that um, if you didn't see the clip of New Day almost winning because they pinned <laughs> the, they pinned themselves, that that was pretty cool. It, I don't think anybody realized what that would have meant. Right? They would have won. Yeah. Because. Because Woods doesn't was, matter. Woods was legal, and I don't know if it was Garza or Angel Garza or Umberto Carrillo who tagged in Kofi Kingston. They're like, ah, oh, now you guys got to fight. And they shook hands. And they shook hands. And the woods laid on the ground, laid on the mat. Kofi <laughs> pinned him, and literally ground. everybody jumped in the ring to break it up because they were like, "Oh crap!" He was like, "If he pins him, they win." I was like, "Oh yeah. shit, that was genius." Yeah. So I've never seen that before. That was actually really freaking smart. It yeah. was cool. And, and then, then Alpha Academy is in control of the match. And chaos and ensues, ensuing, and all of a sudden you hear, Braun! <laughs> and I lost my freaking mind. I had to take my drink off the table because it was. It like, almost went through the window. Was, I was like, oh my God, I got to move this. Because. <laughs> it was, I saw it splash up the side. Of, oh, oh. I <laughs> lost my damn mind. I was like, holy shit. And <laughs> I was very excited, but very confused why they would have him come out during this match but he basically just came out out and he pulled a roman wreck everyone and leave yeah he destroyed everybody (laughs) i tried to the stroman express didn't quite work out yeah because i felt like uh nobody understood what was happening yeah everybody was on the floor like uh jack gable was the first one out there and he went to do and he like jumped on the apron and got out of the way so someone was like okay otis yeah (laughs) um then he picked up Dawkins and put him through the announcer's table. Oh, my God. That was nuts because Dawkins is not light. Bronze, it, was, it was like he picked up a pillow. I don't yeah, I don't even know. That's a big dude. So, and then later on in the show, he did a promo. We will see him on Friday because technically he is officially part of the SmackDown roster. Yes. But I have a feeling it's not even going to matter. I have a feeling he's going to wreck house everywhere. Yeah. And then what did you say to me today? Since he's gonna be on SmackDown, what was the the match that uh, you were saying? Because we were talking about the plan for him. Well, I honestly think the plan for him is to go out. He's probably gonna fight Roman at some point. Well, oh no, you said Gunther. But yes, I said that would yeah that would be a really good start for him to get if the Roman thing doesn't happen right away. Give him his belt. Yeah, have him fight Gunther, and. Give him a because Gunther's supposed to have a a a thing with Drew later. It was supposed to happen before all this Karen Cross, Cross stuff. Yeah. So where Karen Cross is is where Gunther was supposed to be in that position. Right. So now that Cross is there, 
that separates them. So I think they're still going to do a Gunther and uh, Drew McIntyre thing. Probably after that. Yeah. Or they could do it now. They should do Gunther and Drew. Cause I th- well, no, they'll do Drew and Carrie, and they should do Gr- Gunther and, and Braun. And Braun. And then swap. Or something of that sort. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But anyways. Um, Theory did a promo talking about how his jaw really hurts. He was a really good actor. Kind <laughs> of. And then KO showed up. Yes, KO came out and was like, oh, hey, you got your first name back. Hi, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you got. You got knocked the hell out. <laughs> that was so great. Um, then they, and KO's, am I the only one that knows what's going on around here? That knows what's about to happen? And he goes, we get a referee out here. And basically they have a match. Yeah. So. Um, I think, I don't know if it was before or after, but Damage Control came out. Bailey gave this whole promo. Dakota Kai said a few words. Uh, Io Sky said some stuff in Japanese. Yes. Um, and then and she then said that they're going to be the the oh, next the women's tag team champions. Yeah. And then, because they won. And then Bianca comes out and is like, oh, well, we can fight now, Bailey. And Bailey is like, I pinned you and whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Bailey said no. Yes. She was like, she's know. like, I have bigger things to deal with or whatever right mm-hmm. now. And I was like, okay. And, and, you know, we'll do it on my time and all this mm-hmm. other shit. And then the very last thing for Monday Night Raw was a steel cage match with Bobby Lashley versus The Miz. Yes. Uh, They whooped that. So Miz and Champa <laughs> beat the hell out of Bobby Lashley. For, for even man like, in the cage. For like 15 minutes. Literally. Like, they, like. The You're referee, not exaggerating. The it was at least had, ten minimum. Right. Like so they were in the cage. Um the referee they give the referee the belt so he can hold it in the air to show that it's for this belt. And he goes to, you know, put it down and Miz grabs it and hits Bobby Lashley in the back of the head with it. And then they drag him out the ring person to beat him something unmerciful for the next <laughs> ten to fifteen minutes. It was brutal. They they put his hand is his arm inside the loop where it where the steel cage wraps around the the uh, turnbuckle area hit it with the stairs like just did all kinds of unspeakable shit to poor bobby lashley but he is the almighty yes so they finally get him back in the ring thinking that they got an easy victory and it don't go their way bobby gets stronger as the match grows longer because they gave him two seconds to breathe (laughs) and uh there was a point where it looked like the Miz was going to win. He jumped, was. He jumped over the, the top and was climbing down. And then... Oh, well, there was also the point where he was going to climb out and I thought Champa was going to um pull him out. Oh, yes, when he was crawling out, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, Ch- Champa had him. And I was like, oh, maybe Bobby's going to pull them both in. But he didn't. He just yeah. ended up pulling Miz back in. And the referee's um, closed. The, but, yeah, the Miz uh, went to climb. <laughs> he went to climb over the top. And as he's climbing down, the can the camera pans up to the top and is looking down. And all you see below him staring directly <laughs> up at him is Dexter, <laughs> Dexter Loomis. <laughs> Slid from under the ring like a mechanic under a car. On, the, on that need, little slide-out <laughs> trolley thing they got going on. That shit was crazy. Yeah. Miz proceeds to climb up the wall like a scared little spider. Uh-huh. 
or climb up the cage rather and yeah. gets back in the ring uh and he gets speared out his boots literally <laughs> um but the the match in the ring that they did have was actually really good um the small parts that were <laughs> in there right um you know it was like slamming cage doors when bobby's trying to get out by champa and things like that so mm -hmm. um it was good um and then dexter climbed got in the ring uh and miz was trying to leave and, and bobby miz was closed the, the oh, gate oh that's on what him. i was, was like, picturing uh, and Bo bobby was like uh, nope uh, uh. you screwed me over you stay in there. Yep. So Dexter Loomis grabbed him and uh, put him to sleep and did the shh, shh, <laughs> and then proceeded to kidnap him. Yeah. That was As good. the cage was being uh, raised, mm -hmm. he just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was lifted it up and that was that. Yeah, this Dexter Loomis thing is interesting because I, I want to know where they're going to go with it. Like, what what is the plan? with yeah this dexter loomis thing that's the thing we don't know we don't know like is he trying to like uh stockholm syndrome the miz and like use him as a tag part like <laughs> i you know i don't know what's happening yeah i that's the that's the fun part about this is like we have literally no idea what the point is of dexter loomis you know doing this to the miz so it's crazy because there's a lot of people you could have speculated um, if it were, but The Miz, I'm like, I, what the heck does he want with The Miz? Yeah. Um, the other thing I forgot to mention was that uh, they did a Johnny Gargano interview, and he is going to have his first, uh, well, his in-ring match in nine months next week. Yep, in Portland, which is... Portland, Oregon? Yeah, which is the last... NXT pay-per-view he was in was, was TakeOver. Oh, in interesting. So, so, yeah, so he was talking about how it was interesting when he made his return in Toronto. That was where he had won, like, his first right. tag titles. Yeah. And then now he's going to have his in-ring debut in nine months yeah. in Portland where he had his last TakeOver match. Huh, crazy. I wonder who he's going to wrestle or if it's going to be, like, some jobber or Drew Gulak. I mean... We don't yeah. know. I would I would say theory, but I don't think they're gonna do him in theory just just yet. yet. They should do like Ollie or Cedric Alexander or something like that. Yeah, give him somebody that can do a fast paced match with, but we know that he's gonna win that match. So uh, yeah, that would be cool. Tommaso Champa is he getting his first name back? Yes, on the in, in the on the internal roster list, he has Tommaso back. Oh, good. So, but apparently, Carrillo hasn't gotten that back internally yet. Gar Angel Garza is, is supposed to be back. Champa, Tommaso Champa, Matt Riddle, Austin Theory, but huh. no Carrillo as of yet. I think they might change it, but highly possible. I like it. But anyways, any any last minute uh anything else? Um. No, I don't think so. I mean, I think we. Thanks for sticking with us for two hours. Yeah, I mean, we we were trying not to make it this long, but there was just so much to go through that. Plus, I think last week's episode was like a minute, um, a minute, like an hour. It was close to two hours. Oh last my episode. god! Anyway, so because it was, like, it was so packed. Yeah. There's so much stuff going on. 
Yeah, so it's so like, much stuff going on. Yeah. I'm trying to get it down, but it looks like it's going up rather than down because every time I say that, some new ish happens, and I'm oh, like, oh. Yep, that's exactly. And we it. can't record twice because we just don't really have the time yeah. right now. Yeah, last episode was like an hour fifty six. Oh my god, <laughs> don't tell me so that. It's like we're just only. Oh boy. Yeah. So <laughs> we're a couple minutes over that, so it's fine. The title, the working title for this episode is AEW is literal dynamite or something <laughs> along those those lines. But maybe not. It, <laughs> I, I just want to make it clear that um, there's a possibility that AEW is imploding from the inside. Right. Like like how they do. like. I'm sure they'll buildings. be fine because Tony Khan has so much money. Hey, his word is not ours. That's what I'm saying. That's why I said that. Oh yeah, that's what he says. I don't want people getting mad at us. Like, He's got. I got that. more money than I didn't say. He said. It. He says it all the time. Yeah. He, he said it, it at time. least three times in that press conference. Yeah. So hey, just man. just throwing it out there. Those are not my words. Those right. Are straight from the horse's mouth. <laughs> but other than that, I'm good. Yeah, I think I think we did. I'm exhausted. I think we did a lot. I mean, we didn't really get into NXT for this week, but I mean, there's so much going on. We can talk about that next it's week. It's not really anything. The oh, no, it's not really anything until we know who it is. Well, I mean, we could talk about it real quick. No. Oh, um, whoever who's that person? Dyad. So the Dyad has a booth. Uh huh. And they're giving out pins, and every time they do a promo or an interview in front of the booth, they show this person in a hoodie mm-hmm. with the hood on, um, like, talking to them. They yeah. did it last week, and uh-huh. then this week they showed somebody um, again, but they yeah. were it, like gave them a hug uh-huh. and, like, said whatever, and then basically, like, moved on. Yeah. But it looks like a female. Right. So, I was trying to figure out if the colors gave anything away, but I don't think they do. The one last week was black, and this one was red. Yeah, so I was like, I don't know if that means anything, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to figure. So it's like, what is there? Is there a woman that we have forgotten about? There's a lot of women though, so it it really could be. It could be literally anybody. Uh huh. So. Well, I know it's not Roxanne Perez. Right. That person was too tall. Right. Candice LeRae can't be her, even though I want her to come back. Mm-hmm. That person was too tall. Right. Um. It's definitely not Ivy Nile. Like, we can go through the list and eliminate some people, but there's still a lot of options left, so I don't know who it is. Yeah. I was like, Sasha and, or Naomi, but why would they join the diet? Exactly. So. That's why I was like, that would be pointless. Zelina Vega? We haven't seen her in forever. We haven't. But that uh, was that girl too tall to be Yes, exactly. I don't think it's Carmella. Uh, the way they walked last week, they were trying to give away that they weren't a female. And I think in doing that, they gave away that it was a female. I can't guarantee it's a female. It could be a, a female doing that. And then they present it as a male. Oh. To like whatever. That's true. Or it could be just a body double. Right. And it's not even going to be the actual person until it's time to be the actual person. That's also so true. There's there's so many options. Yeah. I, 
could it could it be somebody from from NXT UK that we haven't seen? That's probably it. Uh, but a lot of them are tall. Unless it, it could be like only person I can think of who may fit that bill could be Zaya Brookside because she was the ones that she's one of the ones that they didn't release that they put in like the alumni section of the roster. So it could be her because she's probably in that like not too short, not too tall mm-hmm. kind of range. So, I mean, that's a possibility. Other than that, I can't we think don't, of who else we it don't could even be. <laughs> We don't even know. It could be. It could be Jenny. I don't know, man. That's uh, Gunther's woman. So, well, I guess we'll find out over the coming weeks or months. I guess maybe Halloween Havoc. Maybe they'll do some type of mask mm. reveal or something like uh. that. So I don't know. We'll see. But other than that, I I ain't got. You, you want to take it out? Yeah, I think we're good. All right, ladies and gentlemen. With that being said. We want to thank you for sticking around with this on this extended version <laughs> of the High Risk Move podcast. We are signing off. Once again, my name is Savoy. My name is Taryn, and, and hopefully Ray will be back next week. But for yep. now, we out, y'all. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>